Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Impact Wrestling is now on Access TV. Catch all the action every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Visit accesstv.com for more information. Don't forget, Slammiversary 2020 is on the horizon live on pay-per-view July 18th. Go now. Make sure you get that pay-per-view because last year was phenomenal. I should know I was there. I enjoy it. I One of the best pay-per-views of 2019 Everybody from other promotions even said so. Don't forget, you can start your Impact Plus 30-day free trial right now. Head over to plus.impactwrestling.com. And if you miss any of the Impact action, you want some exclusive Impact content, go to Impact Wrestling's YouTube page. Be part of the 3.5 million wrestling fans getting interviews, recaps, highlights, and much more. Search Impact Wrestling right now on YouTube and enjoy a ton of exclusive content. For Wrestling With Sports, probably the only podcast on earth that has two Major League Baseball All-Stars, one of probably the greatest champions going right now, Saturday, July 18th, Slammiversary 16th, Moose versus a friend of the show, Tommy Dreamer, for the TNA Heavyweight Championship, and I gotta say, Moose, before these two guys take over and I become obsolete, I just gotta say this right now. You have saved 2020 for wrestling with me when you brought out the TNA Championship. It really pumped a lot of excitement into a not just Impact, WWE, AEW, lacked without fans. You brought out that belt. All of a sudden, everybody's talking about possibilities of resurrecting TNA, which in the day was a joke. But now, when you carry that belt, all of a sudden, it has this like great legitimacy. And I have to ask... How was this idea born out of? Um, okay. First of all, the first thing I want to say with answering your question is screw coronavirus. Um, Amen. Yes. Yeah. Um, because, okay, this whole thing was supposed to... We actually had to change the storyline a bit, actually a lot, because the initial storyline was we were supposed to have... Um, now, you know, the Mania show, WrestleMania was in town. One night only. And, yeah, and we had a big show um, going on that weekend called There's Nothing Like Home. And it was supposed to be a TNO, TNA featured show. And the main event of that show was supposed to be uh, um, the King of the Mountain match. <laughs> and they was going to announce the day of the show on social media that now the King of the Mountain match will be for the TNA heavyweight champion. Oh my gosh. And I was supposed to win it. Hmm. But then coronavirus happened and everything got shut down and everything got canceled and that show got canceled. And um, so the idea was how do we still introduce 
the TNA Heavyweight Championship. Now that we don't have any shows before our next pay-per-view, which was, uh, was it Rebellion? I think it was. Sounds um, right. where, where I introduced it. So um, they came up with the idea about, oh, you're a fucking asshole and you're a bad guy. <laughs> you're a hill. How about you just bring the title and just claim it? And Love. I automatically fell in love with the idea because um, one of my favorite wrestlers as a kid and still to this day was Ric Flair. And I remember when Ric Flair showed up in WWE, I think for the first time, and he had the uh, big gold. NWA yes, he, did. he was the real were, world heavyweight champion. Yeah, and they had the whole. So to me, it was like, this is the greatest idea ever because I remember watching Ric Flair showing up a big fan of Ric Flair. I remember him showing up to WWE claiming he was a real world champion because he had the NWA title. So um, they they told me what, what they were thinking and I loved it and we just went on with it. And it, it now it's history. Now I got to compliment you because the way it's been put together and it, it, I think us kind of in the know-know, it was all thrown together really quick. But the way it's been presented on TV feels like a well-thought-out plan, and it's been the storyline of 2020. And i got to thank you because, once again, I was a TNA fan because Petey Williams, one of my best friends, was kind of one of the TNA original guys. So I, knowing, knowing Petey, I had to follow the TNA brand and the Impact brand. And I've, I've seen you backstage. We've had a couple conversations, albeit small. I've seen you become this this locker room leader back there. Wrestling through injuries, showing. All right, I'm done listening to you. Guys. Yeah, I mean you're boring. Right right, hey, right. Moose, 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 you're my favorite. Hey, hang on, hang on. Who's your second? Who's your second favorite wrestler? Because look at this, Moose. I got Chico on my shirt, Razor oh, Ramon, that's baby. Awesome. That's, that's <laughs> my uniform. But uh, um, to say Razor Ramon is one of my favorite wrestlers, so I I love you now that I've seen that picture. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I remember when um, I became actually friends with um, Scott. Oh, um, that's pretty cool. About four years ago, and it's like that was like so surreal because I was like, "Oh my god!" Like Scott Hall is my friend, like one of the guys I looked up to as a kid. I could call a friend. So okay, like, I'm gonna let Dimitri talk now because I stole Dimitri's thunder with, and then he just said he yeah, loved me. <laughs> yeah, Moose. You know, I, hey, I, when I said earlier before we started, I'm a big fan. Of, you're my favorite, you know, and I watch all the programs, WWE. I watch AEW. I can't get ROH out here in Southern California, but um, Access TV had um, New Japan on. So I was, I'm all up into the wrestling and stuff. And, and let me tell you, ever since you beat up on Eddie Edwards and and became like this ruthless heel wearing some outlandish clothes and stuff. And your segment with um, the Rascals was, was my favorite, especially when you took the glasses from Trey and gave him the black yeah. guy. You know, uh, are you doing all this on your own? Or you have a crew of writers? Um, are you doing this? On, I mean, your stuff is fascinating. And then the matches that you put on, to me, you're the complete wrestler. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. Um how we do things and impact is you have, they don't give you a script. They just give you bullet points that they want you to hit with whatever you say. So you get the bullet points and now I have to create my own script with the bullet points I've been given. 
you know. So all the things you hear me say in those in those um, scenes or segments with the rascals, those are 70% coming from me. Just be, being what I think Moose, Moose is on TV and just try to hit the bullet points that has they've been that have been given to me to hit. So I know they do it different differently at other places, but with impact you kinda have your own your your freedom of cre- um of cre- creative as long as you hit whatever bullet points they've they've given you. Well, I'll tell you what, you hit a whole lot of those bullet points and you keep me on the floor. And Jason definitely has um a good question for you, Jason. All yours. Well, I have a bunch of good questions for you. First of all, a guard and a tackle that can be on their back and hop up to their feet. How many other uh, uh, football players that you played with, or you know, that could do that? I, I was just amazed that you could do that. Unbelievable. Um, I don't. I honestly, um, maybe skill position wise, like a running back, wide receiver. No, I'm talking about a guard or a tackle, an offensive lineman. Like yourself, I would be. I would be surprised if there is more than two guys in the NFL right now. I, exactly. Well, okay. So I was, I was reading up on you. And obviously, I know you, and I watch you, and I'm a huge fan as well. Um, but uh, you didn't start playing football until you were junior in high school. Is that true? Is that yeah, junior high school? And just because you um, wanted to hang out with your buddies? Yeah. Um, like I was brought up in a bad, real bad, rough neighborhood, and my mom was like, kind of like a. Um, security freak where you guys could not go outside it's dangerous outside gotcha. so after school i had to go straight home so i got smart enough to create a plan that oh if i want to hang out after school and hang out with my friends i have to play sports because all my friends play sports mm-hmm. so i decided to try out for football um I decided to try out for football, and luckily and I never made played. it. And it was never played. Uh, never, never played, played. before that. Uh, never, never really even watched it. That's <laughs> the funny thing about it. Never even watched football. Just did it because when my friends did it. And um, I remember that when I first started playing, I was they had me being a defensive end, and I was absolutely horrible at it. Uh, so that was like, you know what, kid? Let's try you at tight end slash offensive line and see how you do. And I did well, and they, I start end up starting and doing really good that whole season. I remember going into my senior year, I had like twelve, thirteen college um, scholarships. Wow! First time ever playing football. Yeah, so I was like. And, and you were playing guard tackle. You're, you're on the line. Um, so did you like fall in love with it, or did you still like even for, to your senior year? Were you just kind of like, I get to hang out with my buddies because you know mom's at um, home. I, I never really loved football. Um, the closest, the best times of my years in football where I actually had fun doing it, I would say would be my um, soft, my junior, senior year in college, and my first and second year in the NFL. And reason why was because as a freshman in college, um, I still didn't know much about football. I was just, it was just all talent, you know. Um, um, and going into the college as a freshman, um, I really wasn't that good. So I got beat up a lot by the guys who I was going against. Yeah. 
because I wasn't that good. And the same thing with my sophomore year, which is kind of ironic because I wasn't that good, but with just my talent alone, um, I ended up playing as a true freshman. But I still don't think I was good. You know what I'm saying? I just thought that I was surviving and it sucked and I didn't really like it. And then once I became, once I got the mindset that I was, you know what, I'm actually good at this football thing. And now I'm a, I'm a junior in college, and I know uh, I'm growing up a little bit more. I'm maturing, and I'm chasing girls, and uh, you know what I'm saying. Then no, that's I got I'm, you. I'm starting to drink now. You know, <laughs> I'm starting to party. So my junior senior year was was really fun, and then my fresh my um, fresh in and rookie in the NFL. You get a kid who's never really had nothing his whole life, mm-hmm. and you you write him a check for three hundred fifty thousand dollars, like. It's like what? you're like, hey, I'll, you tell me more. Let me watch some film. Let me figure yeah, out you, all the you turn, turning the Rod, Rod Tidwell from uh, Jerry Maguire. When yeah, exactly. Why right. Syracuse? So years, I'm making money that I've never seen before in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I could buy any car that I want. I could fly anywhere that I want. I could eat anything that I, I can. Like, so I mean, those four years was probably the best times of my life where I was like, you know what, I actually enjoyed this football thing. But what happens is once you get used to making money and that the fun of making money goes away, then you realize I really hate football. This sucks. <laughs> like Hey, you know what? It sounded like it became a job and I know Jason heard it and when we came up in baseball, when when it becomes a job, that's when it's time to bail out. So that's what happened with you and where did the love of wrestling um, come in? Did you always have a love for wrestling? Because I read up myself, and and Mr. Hughes was uh, one of oh. your trainers, the big cat. I love that yeah. guy. Back in, back yeah, um, yeah. I I was uh, been a wrestling fan since I was ten years old. Um, it's something I knew I wanted to do since I was ten years old. I wanted to be a wrestler. Just, do you remember who like, you watched that wanted you to like? Is there any like particular? Rick, Rick, obviously, Flair. I was gonna say. Gotcha. hundred percent, Ric Flair. Like my my first, um, I guess date with wrestling was, um, I want to say ninety two. Nine, ninety two it was. Um, I was actually I was eight years old because I was born in eighty four. So ninety two. Um, I know you guys remember about this. Um, uh, there's this thing they call a descrambler. Yep. Remember when? Yes. You guys, <laughs> yeah, the cable the cable boxes. Well, mm-hmm. there was a thing called a scrambler that you could pay your local cable man a hundred bucks. Oh yeah, and he would just give you a box and you could access all the channels. He would descramble that thing for you. Absolutely, he would. Everything. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't use um, mine for so, wrestling. Yeah, so I was flipping the channel one day and I flipped onto the Royal Rumble. Oh, and that was the year that Flair. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he won the Royal Rumble. The winner of the Royal Rumble will okay. win the championship, will become the new WWE champion. 92. Uh, yeah. In 92, that uh, Royal Rumble pay-per-view, Bobby the Brain Heen really sold that whole Ric Flair story for you. If you go back and listen to that pay-per-view, it was phenomenal. And to me, maybe for me, my most favorite work of Bobby the Brain Heen really putting over Ric Flair. Right. And I mean, that's why people say he's the greatest manager of all time. Okay. So the Bobby the Brain Hayden over, right, Dennis? That's yes. all. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> you were talking about standout. Um, 
uh, with Flair, right? That's what you do now. Um, yeah. To be honest, no, no, you you stand out. Like just watching you, you, you stand out more than anybody. So that's, I don't know if that's something that you were, that's what you do now. And it's very, very cool. I just wanted to tell that to you. But okay, let's get back to football. Syracuse, <laughs> why'd you pick Syracuse? Um, why did I pick Syracuse? That's an easy answer. Um, so in high school, there was a guy named Bryce Bevel, and he was like a big mentor to me, almost like a big brother to me. And um, he went to Syracuse as a defensive back. So um, I pretty much – I looked at him as a mentor, as a big brother. And um, so me going to Syracuse, it was an easy decision. He went to Syracuse. I was going to go to Syracuse. Gotcha. That's actually a really cool story. Yeah. But, uh, um, probably I was I was hoping you'd say like yeah because they gave me more money you know they gave me no, the- no, no, <laughs> no 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 not on this podcast the funny thing about me going to start I never I didn't even take visits to any of the other schools that offered me because I already had once I got that um scholarship offer from Syracuse I already knew I was going there going there that's what, actually really really cool so you learned most of your footwork and everything at Syracuse I'm assuming as far yeah. as like being playing in the NFL that's actually really yeah. really cool. At what point in your NFL career did you realize maybe I can parlay this into a wrestling career? Oh, I, after my second year with the with the Falcons, but it was just one of those things where um, when you're making as much money I was making then, it was like when is the right time to say, okay, I have enough. You know, like, <laughs> so you already had it planned in your head that that's when you because that was that was one of the questions I was going to ask you about. I was gonna if like my plan was after college. I don't know how I was going to do it because I, I had no idea how you become a professional wrestler. I don't know if you call WWE. WWE, 900, what, 800? 800, like 800, be like, hey, I want to be a wrestler. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. So but I, I had in my mind that what once I, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to become a wrestler. And that's what I had in my mind. But I just didn't know how to get about doing it. You know, yeah. how so, did that get so, Yeah, um, good question. Okay, so once the last team I played for was the Rams, and I played with a buddy, um, James Laurinaitis. His and, dad, um, his uncle works as John Laurinaitis, and um, his dad is the Hawk mm-hmm. Road Warrior. Um, is that Hawk or is it? I think that one, it's animal, animal, animal. animal. Yeah, I'm sorry. And his uncle is John Laurinaitis, and he works for WWE. He's like a talent with, um, evaluator, whatever his role is. Um, but James gave his uncle a call and was like, hey, I have a teammate. All he does is talk about wrestling. He really wants to be a wrestler. Can you give him a look? So, um, and this was like a week after I got released from the Rams. Um, so, his uncle calls me up and was like, Hey, my nephew told me all about you. Um, how about you come down to smack or to raw and we'll give you a look in the ring or whatever. So I drove raw was in Atlanta that week or the next week. So I drew, I was living in Atlanta. So I drove to Phillips arena and, um, I, I didn't know what I was doing, but they gave me like a mini tryout. Just hit the ropes. Let's see how quick you can get up from your back like little stupid drills and they liked it. And they was like, okay, we're going to SmackDown and Jackson's doing the next day. If you could show up, we'll give you another tryout. And I was like, okay, I don't have nothing to do. I could drive <laughs> five hours to Jacksonville. So 
I drove to Jacksonville. They gave me another tryout in on SmackDown. Um, and then after that trial, they told me, they was like, oh, yeah, we like you, but we want to do some more intense tryouts with you. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to have you come to Tampa because that's when they had their performance. They didn't have a performance center. They had their training facility in Tampa. So they flew me to Tampa. Um, I did a tryout there. I got hurt the last during the tryout. I got a concussion. And they got really scared about it because of seven years in the NFL. Ain't that about a bitch? Yeah. So they told me, of, Jesus, unbelievable. They was like, well, we really want to sign you, but the whole concussion thing is a scare because we know about your NFL history. So he was like, what you need to do is there's a wrestling school in Atlanta. Um, a bunch of guys have gone to it, which is Curtis Hughes' school. Go there and get ready and we'll – well, I mean, I'm sure this is not the last time we'll talk to you. And I was like, okay, cool. So I went back to Atlanta and started training with Curtis Hughes. And then Ring of Honor happened. And then TNA happened. And then now we're here. Wow. And, is- and my my question for you is, who was your, you know, once you uh, went from Ring of Honor to Impact, I know you had a nice feud with Drew Galloway. And then you had a nice feud with um, Big Bad Bobby Lashley. And me being a brother, you being a brother, you know, how do you feel being on top of the mountain and, and being a black man, especially in this climate right now? Because, you know, you are all things that are positive what's going on in today's world. Uh, I mean, it definitely feels good, man. Like, uh, like as you, you know, just until, just until the last couple of years, black guys haven't been considered top guys in professional wrestling. And I think it's something that's changed in the climate of um, today's society with now Kofi Kingston being the world champion and myself being in the position where I am and then Bobby Lashley being in the position he was in when he was an impact. But uh, for the longest, man, since I was a kid, you never saw a black guy being a in the position that I am now. So, I mean, it just makes me want to work even harder to, to stay where I'm at and even get higher, you know what I'm saying, up the up the ladder. Which is unbelievable to me because one of the things we do talk about on this show, I think that Dimitri and I both, and Dennis, is it's, it's work ethic. If you don't have a work ethic, you have zero shot of doing anything. And, you right. know, we, we both played at the highest level, Dimitri and myself, and um, we work it's it's non-stop and that's what we tell some of these kids today is you got to work work it's not just going to get handed to you but the fact that you just beat yourself up for the the six seven eight years you played in in the nfl um and then listen and i know that the turf was new when you went to atlanta when you got drafted and it's that new Mm -hmm. more and and dimitri and myself both uh played on that asphalt turf where they just put a piece of carpet over cement and um, I was fortunate enough to be a catcher, so I was always in the dirt circle, but I still had to run the bases. Dimitri was out on that turf, and I can guarantee you that Dimitri's legs are all banged up. And But I guess that being uh, said – I fractured my fibula the second game of the season in 2004 yeah, in Toronto. Yeah, and, and you know, by the time um, Moose – I was going to say Quinn, I'm sorry. Moose was playing football. The turf was a little better, but it's still turf. Right, it's still so turf. I, that's yeah. why I played in that shitty turf um because the carrier don't. My oh, you're right. Is, you're right. What a, yeah, you're absolutely right. Turf, yeah. yeah. 
and and that that is just like a I mean it, it just it beats you down. I have so many friends that played whether outfield, first base, uh, and, and it's just new replacement here but now you're like popping up on your back you're you're the face of wrestling in my opinion um which is unbelievable no, it's actually my opinion bandwagon guy <laughs> you, know, you know what hey and you know what yeah, I have i'm calling no problem hey, i have no problem hopping on the bandwagon i hey i'm done playing i i'll hop on any bandwagon d you want me to hop? i will totally hop on it but d, uh, dimitri is it's uh, cute you he's have been so giddy we, we when uh dennis texted us uh, last week that you're going to be on, he sent you know those, one of those emojis with the big stars around it. Yeah. Like, ah, and I'm sitting there going like, "Come on, D man, you used to hit jacks, you hit 300, and you were like getting to fights and stuff on the hey, field." I and that. every now and again when when you have somebody that and he, you want to meet, man, he dropped hey, a little. Moose is, moose, oh, moose he was cool, cool man. <laughs> oh man, I love Moose. Moose, no, trust me, I, I'm the I'm the same exact way. Like I'm. Like for instance, I'll give you a, a example. Uh, so the a rock, the rock is somebody that like um, I'm a big fan of him, but more than a fan, I'm more. It's like a guy that you you that inspires you to work harder so you can get to where he's at. Because influences you. Yes. One of the most successful wrestlers of all time. You're talking about the Rock. Now you're talking about one of the, the most successful uh, Hollywood actors. I mean. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. So if you're talking about wrestling, he is the most successful wrestler because he's a guy that oh. did great in wrestling and then now he's the most successful actor in the world. So it's um, just a guy that I strive to, like, if I could get my career like his, then... I'm going to keep working my ass off so I could see myself being in the same path that as him. And I tweeted at him and wasn't expecting him to reply because he probably gets a million tweets a day. And he replied to me and actually knew who I was and was like, hey, keep kicking ass. I see you doing your thing. And that made what? my fucking day. It was like, that's, 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 that's cool. cool. It made my fucking. It was like I was a. That is awesome. It's like I was a fucking kid at a, a cake shop. Like, oh my God. and if you think about it, it's very similar to your career. I mean, obviously, like, The Rock didn't get to the NFL, but I mean, he was. I saw him go try to get Monty Montezuma at San Diego State. I was actually at that game to try to fight him in the stands. Long, whatever. Right. <laughs> I got two more questions for you, and then I want to meet you. Then I'll shut up. I, uh, I, I only got, I have I only got one more. All right, let, all right. You let yours go. I, I have to right, ask. I'll be the last question. I'll be the last question. Okay. How, like, how much on. being an offensive lineman did, has that? I mean, you know, you're using your hands, and you have to. Did, did that? Does that carry? I'm, there's got to be something that carries over to to wrestling now. I mean, from just all the the years that you played in the NFL. The the only thing that carries over from the NFL to football. I mean, to wrestling. Is just discipline. Um, one thing the NFL taught me is to how to keep a schedule, how to – is like the way I look at it is like I worked my ass off in the NFL for something I fucking hated. So – and I think if that – me playing football and me being in the NFL and going pro, it taught me, okay, if you want something, this is how you work to go get it. If you have – a guy that does spin moves all day, like a Dwight Freeney. This is how you have to step. Um, if you're 
if you're playing against a guy who just bull rushes all day, who pretty much a bull rushes him just running with you all his might, this is how you have to step. So it teaches you like discipline, which in wrestling is the same thing. Okay, I have to lose 30 pounds. I have to eat this four days a week, and I have to wake up at eight to do more than empty stomach cardio and I have to so that's the only thing that football helped me help me with going into wrestling just now I have I'm great with my discipline and um you know what I'm saying it's almost like I have the blueprint but it's a whole different it's a whole different building gotcha. I'm building that right now it's a, it's a it's a whole different architecture you know what I'm saying but I know, I know, same I I know exactly what you're saying, and that's actually same build, same blueprint, just different, different. Yep, yep. Different hey, Dimitri, offense. you gotta you gotta add this in your last question about his son watching him. But okay, time out. I do have questions the, too. Hang on, the biggest rush, Moose, the biggest rush, and I, I kind of already know the answer. Walking through the tunnel at Syracuse for a football game, walking through a tunnel through the, uh, the the Falcons, Patriots, Rams, whoever you play, Colts, whoever you play for, um, you know, to when your names are announced, or hearing that music of yours walking into the ring. Which one's better? I already know, but. Pre-COVID, like when we actually have fans, there's no feeling better than mm-hmm. your music. I can only imagine. You're about to walk out. There's, there's no feeling. That's. That's like I, I feel like that's why I wrestle just for that feeling. It's like that's the that's the best that's the best feeling in the world. Like especially when there's fans there, you still get it without fans, but it just when there's fans either booing you or cheering you, is it's just a different. It's 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 like a drug. Like you know what, and and that, that for the fans that are listening right now, that is actually a huge thing because we we do talk a lot of baseball out here and. Um, th- there's a thing called the Arizona Fall League where Dimitri and I both played in, and it's for the, the the guys that are on the brink of the big leagues. I mean, this was in '94; you were eight or nine, but um, and it's there's no fans. Well, there's going to be no fans because of COVID um, and the pandemic's going on right now, and it's going to be tough for the veteran. It's going to be a lot more difficult for the veteran players because there's no mm-hmm. fans. Because when, you're right when there's fans. You know what, Daisy? Right. I, I disagree with you on that one. How many times do we have to go over there to the minor league side uh, and play? At and, the same, you, you you get used to no crowd. It's almost I, like you I, jump I, on the bike. Well, I, I, the veteran guys, you're going to see their their stats and everything a little bit lower. But I guess on the the first and the fifteenth, when they get those checks, it's, it, they'll probably ramp it up. But um, but right. I mean, I can see him coming out and with no. Uh, it's hard to go out and perform and uh, and, it's, and it's definitely it's definitely right now performing without fans is definitely hard. And um, you you actually realize how important fans are to right? professional wrestling when they're not there. Like, um, like UFC, is, that's different because like you're fighting a guy. Like, who cares if this fans are not like you're fight? I can fight you in the parking lot. But wrestling, uh-huh. you not. control the narrative of the match with what how the crowds react reacting. You know, so. If the crowd react a certain way, then you know, okay, maybe I should do this next. And if they're not reacting to something, you know, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should do this. But without the crowd there, it just changes the whole game of professional wrestling. But, I mean, we still have to do our job, you know? Dimitri, you definitely made it work. Yeah, exactly. Well, Dimitri and I never went to college. So that's why I asked you about Syracuse. 
was that just unbelievable coming out when when your team's coming on the field? Yeah, that, I mean, that's definitely it's definitely cool, but nothing compared to gotcha. To nothing compared. Now, Dimitri, before you ask your last question, let me jump in, and I I've got to ask this one question before we let you finish this up and send this home. Moose, one of my favorite things, and we can tell uh, the influence Ric Flair has on you by the robes. And if you don't feel comfortable answering this robe question, feel free to say no. But A, how much does one of those robes cost? Because you come out, (laughs) it seems like, with a new robe a week. And do you have anything special playing for Slammiversary? Or if there were fans there, would you have done anything special coming out for Slammiversary? Um... I'll answer the question and I'll be as honest. I'll be honest because, I mean, I don't need the, I, I mean, this is a shoot interview. So, um, yeah, you can definitely see that Ric Flair is one of my favorites. And uh, another one of my favorites that hopefully people can see is um, Macho Man. And, um, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. All right, <laughs> I see Dimitri has a shirt. Macho Man was one of my favorites. And Razor Ramon, those three, I would say, are my top three most favorite wrestlers growing up and um guys who who actually know wrestling would look at my character and see all three guys in what i do you know um but to answer your question about the roles a role could go on a cheap end from 500 bucks and the most expensive one that i have is probably about 1500 bucks. Woo! Take that Atlanta Falcons. Take it. (laughs) Do we do that? I know. I know. Belichick money. No player. Uh A lot of promos saying that, oh, I got a $3,000 robe. And he probably does. But um, I wonder. I want to see which one of his robes was (laughs) $3,000. Because I had. I want to. Part of me thinks that that's he went a, to Walmart, put some diamonds on it. I, I, part of me just feel like that's the whole work of professional wrestling. Like he's working us, but it's like I've spent a lot of money on robes, and like I've gotten robes where I was like, you know what? Put all the bells and whistles on it. It was only fifteen hundred. <laughs> I was like, but best believe if I cut a promo, I'm going to say that robe was four or five thousand dollars. That's the robe. Was four five thousand dollars. But yeah, but yeah, from the cheap end, it'll be like six hundred bucks, and the most expensive one that I have is like fifteen, sixteen hundred bucks. All right, all right. This isn't my last question. This is a tie-in with Dennis's. You have some outlandish suits on with some bright, bright colors. Those in the same price range. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, my my suits are some of my suits are really expensive. I mean. You know, a suit is always going to be expensive because by the time you go to KG or whatever, men's warehouse or whatever, you buy a $150 suit. By the time you get an altar and all that, you end up paying yeah. like another 100 So you end up dropping. You're going like, to be the best. You got to dress the best. Yeah. You end up leaving there dropping like three, 400 bucks on a suit, you know? So it's like no matter, suits are always going to be expensive, no matter, no, no matter which. Now, I mean, I know they do have more expensive suits. If you're going to get a Gucci suit or like a Louis Vuitton suit, yeah, then you're going to spend like two, three thousand dollars. But yeah, for me, most of my suits are about between two and four hundred bucks, especially when you start altering it and 
gained it to fit right. And well, yeah, and that's probably it's probably not very easy to find a suit to fit you. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. So there's a lot of alterations that go in my suits. Yeah. But no. to, to answer your other question, what am I doing with Slammiversary? Do I have something special? And um, if you've been watching, follow me on Twitter. We I've have. Been, I've been going now as the wrestling god. So <laughs> that's, that's the only that's the only hit I'm going to give you of my what I have planned at Slammiversary um, gear and road wise. I'm going to look like a god. Oh, that's so phenomenal. whatever whatever you think God looks like is what I'm going to look like. <laughs> Love it. Now we're going to be all white. I bet. I'm, even, I'm even changing my music for this. So oh, this is oh. huge. Now, Boost, I got to say this before we let Dimitri finish this up. Ask Jason Kindle who he's rooting for for your Slammiversary match because he is a Tommy Dreamer slappy here. And I just want you to put him on check here. Well, I, I'm not going to lie. You're talking about robes and stuff. And Moose, I love you. I love your football career. I love <laughs> who you are for impact. Um, but Tommy showed me, I, I did his uh, podcast uh, uh, a couple months ago and he uh he showed me an ace bandage a a knee pad which they don't even make anymore um that he wears every time he goes to the ring boy uh i'm glad you're in orlando and i'm in kansas but i gotta go with tommy on this oh. one um, because of the, the he has an ace bandage wrapped that, that that crosses over to, through his house and down the street. He's old. And that knee pad and 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 a, a pair, a, 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 one of those little uh, wetsuit like little oh, bandages. Tommy Dreamer in the fifty. So <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what I I got. I'm a little older than you, Moose. Um, I gotta go with my older guys, and uh, 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 I love everything about your career. Ooh. Uh, I got to go with Tommy just because of the ace banners that wraps all and the knee pad. It's like an old volleyball knee pad, like in 1974. So I got to go with Tommy, Moose. I apologize. But you're pretty much saying that that a hardcore legend is capable of beating a god. A thousand percent. An old hardcore legend. We'll find out. We'll find out if that. Now, I'll say this. If he was wrestling the legend known as Moose, then he would have a 33 and a third chance of winning. <laughs> Stay your mouth. <laughs> but since he's wrestling a god, he has no chance in hell. Come on, Tommy. Dimitri, finish this up for us. I'm all about mentoring now. I'm on the other side of my career where I'm coaching and doing things like that. You are at the apex here. The pinnacle of your career right now. You're at your prime. Are you starting to do what um what John uh, James Laurinaitis did? Are you looking at some of the NFL players to possibly recruit and and become part of uh, the Moose Nation? Oh yeah. Um, honestly, I don't even think I've hit my prime yet. I think I'm still yeah, ways I'm from talking about. I yeah. think I'm still ways from hitting my prime. I think I'm probably like another two, three years from even getting close to my prime. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, a couple of years ago, you saw a good friend of mine, uh, D'Angelo. Uh, right. I talked Williams. to him yesterday, too. Mm-hmm. Last night, I can't even think of his name. You saw D'Angelo made the uh, appearance 
on um he wrestled he was my tag partner so yeah i'm always trying to get some old teammates who at some point showed me that they like professional wrestling but it's, it's just one of those things it's, it's hard for football players to get into it because you, you got to think about a guy who invested five to seven years of his life being told what to do and coming to work at 6 a.m and leaving at five and now you're telling him to pretty much do the same thing but with professional wrestling it's, it's I'm already losing right there trying to sell them the job, you know. So um, if they really, 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 really love it, then, yeah, I'll be here to, like, help them with it. But other than that, wrestling is one of those things that you can't do it just to, if you're just trying to find a paycheck. Because, first of all, when you start out in wrestling, you're not making – you're only making $20 a match or whatever it is. So you got to really, really love this if you want to get into it. If, if I, if there's somebody like that, I mean, I'll try to reach out to them and, and show them I, don't, the I don't even know what the minimum was when you broke into the um, NFL, but I know that the minimum when um, Dimitri and myself broke in, it was 109,000 for a rookie. Um, now it's $600,000. I don't know what it was. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's good money. Our don't get me wrong. Um, my first contract in the NFL was for 385,000. And that was before tax. I wonder what, um, what it is. Do you know? Do you have any idea what I it is? I think now, now it's, it's about the same. It's about six hundred thousand now for a I mean, rookie. It's... And that's before tax. Yeah. And then my first match I ever wrestled, I got paid thirty dollars for it. So unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, sound that, like the minor Yeah, so it sounds exactly like the minor league. And that's the work ethic park. And 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 if you want to do something and that, that dream that you have, whether it be as a kid or maybe you get that dream, you know, older as you get, but it's that work ethic, that, that that dream, that drive. If you want to do something, anybody can do it. And uh, the last thing right. I'm going to say, Moses, dude, I'm a huge fan. Um, thank Not you so much for being on the show. Uh, I, I I do pick Tommy. I apologize, and I cannot <laughs> wait to watch. But honestly, that, thank you, thank Jason, you so much, you and your family. Please, please stay Jason, safe. And it was a pleasure. Hey, Moose, I muted him. That, that's that's what that's what uh uh. uh Second place person sounds like right there. Uh, you know, Tommy Dreamer, old school. No, Moose, you a badass, and you're going to prove it on Saturday. And and I'm looking forward to watching it because I already know you're going to win. Thank you. Yo, thank thank you. you. I mean, I, I have all the respect for Tommy in the world. And, I mean, but Your he's going to have to pay for some of the shit he says. <laughs> Trying to embarrass me on national TV, so he's gonna pay for it. You Saturday left, you left a, a nice walnut on his head on, on last week's program. I was uh, laughing. Uh, that's not the only thing I'm gonna leave on him on, Sunday, on Saturday. I promise you that. That's awesome. I will say this: you and Tommy as a tag team are pretty damn good, though. Oh, stop! with the man or the god? I don't do no, that. That was in Atlanta. That was like a long time ago. But I'm gonna tell you what: you better watch out because Tommy's gonna do this. He's he gonna sweep that leg. Oh. <laughs> hey, Moose, this is for you right here. Ooh, yeah! <laughs> Saturday, July 18th, Slammiversary 16. Get it wherever you get your pay-per-views. Hopefully, you'll go over to Fight Network and get it there. Moose, please don't be a stranger on the show. This has been probably one of the best interviews we all have geeked out over. My favorite. My favorite. Oh, thank, thanks for having me. I can't wait to come back. Moose, honestly, this is awesome. Tommy was my number one, but you're my number two um, favorite interview ever. Uh, All right, well, hopefully. You ain't nobody's number two. You're my number one. I would like like to come back after Slammiversary 
just so I could um, please see you, you, you can put me in my place, please. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this edition of Wrestling with Sports with Jason Kindle, Dimitri Young, sometimes Brett Boone, and myself, Dennis Farrell. Remember, you can listen to Wrestling with Sports on all major platforms, especially if you're a new listener. Make sure you rate, subscribe, leave a comment, and please, please, please tell your friends. We have a brand new RSS feed, so we're really trying to promote that, and we can't do it without your help. If you're on Twitter, make sure you follow Brett Boone at TheBoone29, Dimitri Young at D-A-Meat-Hook, D-A-Duh-Meat-Hook, Jason D. Kindle 18 is for Jason Kindle, and myself, Undisputed DPF. I just changed it, by the way. Once again, guys, thank you so much. Every time you download and you listen, it means the world to all of us, and we keep doing it for you. So please, please, please tell your friends. That's the way you can get back to us here at Wrestling With Sports. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook as well, Wrestling With Sports. That's where you can get some live videos. You can get fresh content that you can't get anywhere else. So on behalf of the guys, thank you once again, Wrestling With Sports. here at wrestling with sports want to thank you for listening our fans and by doing that we are giving away free stuff contest stuff essentially it may be from twitter facebook many different ways to win email and we're going to tell you really quickly how to do it do you want to win a jason kindle personalized autographed jersey of the team he played on of your choice same with dimitri young do you want to win a whole bunch of baseballs or game used batting gloves from jason kindle brett boone autograph we are giving that stuff away, many different things, bobbleheads, baseballs, posters, all kinds of stuff that they have just sitting around, and they want to give you the fans. And let me tell you really quickly, all you have to do, if you're on Twitter, just follow Wrestling WS. That's the Wrestling With Sports Twitter feed. Make sure you follow that. Retweet a few of our tweets. If you want to be kind, go ahead and follow Dimitri Young at da Hook Young. Follow Jason Kindle at Jason D. Kindle 18. And you can follow me, Dennis Farrell, at Undisputed DPF. If you're on Facebook, go over and like our Facebook page, Wrestling with Sports. We do a lot of live videos there, some stuff that you may not see anywhere else. And share any posts you see. We're giving stuff away to people who share stuff randomly and contest winners. Maybe you're like, hey, Dennis, Jason, and Dimitri, I don't have Facebook or Twitter. That's all right. Shoot us an email at wrestlingwithsports at gmail.com and tell us why you should win something. Those emails, by the way, you're giving us permission to read on the air, and we will. You can win something just by emailing us. Now, the biggest way to get noticed is show us a picture and email it to us of you subscribing to the podcast on any major platform. Rate, subscribe, leave a comment. Show the picture of the comment, and trust me, it will get noticed. That's the biggest way for us to grow, and you're helping us grow, and we're going to reward you for helping us grow. We're all one big podcast family here, and we're just the guys that have some cool stuff to give away to you. So to recap, tweet us, you win. Email us, you win. Facebook us, you win. 
you win and you get great content even if you're not selected we're going to try to select as many people as we can it's going to be random it's going to be fun and we promise you will enjoy us giving away random oh zoom meetings we are giving away a ton of zoom meetings with jason sometimes brett and dimitri young if you have a young kid who's playing baseball get a free lesson from mlb all-stars maybe you're just a fan of the show and you want to talk to them hey now you can win a zoom meeting we're just giving stuff away to you the fans we got a brand new feed here and we want to make sure you help us grow it so please tell your friends whether it's on facebook whether it's on twitter whether it is word of mouth and let us know you're telling them and we will do our best to reward you with all these cool giveaways This episode of Wrestling With Sports is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's like blue in the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewables with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take it any time of day or night even on a full or empty stomach. And since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as the pills, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is fast and easy, and it's the way to enhance your performance in bed. So why wouldn't you do it? Honestly, guys, Blue Chew is prescribed online by a licensed physician, so you don't have any awkward doctor's visits, and especially in the day of covid you don't have to be around people, and it ships right to your door in a very discreet package. They're made in the USA, so it's cheap. Blue Chew is direct, and the cheaper option, trust me, go to BlueChew.com. Right now, Wrestling With Sports has a deal for you just for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment for free. Just use the promo code Dennis and pay $5 shipping. I know you paid $5 for much more. DoorDash, you pay $5.99 for a tip, for God's sakes. So trust me, the $5 is worth it. It helps the show out a lot. Again, BlueChew.com. Use the promo code Dennis. Try it for free. I promise you, you'll love it. I love it. Try it for free. $5 shipping and handling. Use the promo code Dennis. <laughs> 